Paul Champanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Kirk, how are you doing? Hey, um, I've been listening to three albums weekly. Okay. And those three albums are still the Chromeo album, Quarantine uh-huh, Casanova. Yep. Um, Himes, uh, Women in Music Part 3. Haven't listened to it yet. Don't know if I will. Can't stop listening to it. Uh-huh. And the new Boney James album. Okay, talk about that because we haven't Boney talked about James, that yet. Boney James, smooth jazz saxophonist. Yeah. Um, been around forever. I mean, with a name like Boney James, you know he's going to be smooth jazz saxophonist. <laughs> but his album went to number one. Yeah. Which is weird. One number one, like on the chart, the like not like smooth jazz charts, like the charts. The the hot the two hundred album charts. Yeah, it oh. went to. I'm not sure if of this recording is still there, but it went to number one. Okay. And a lot of my friends were like, "Oh man, Bonnie James went to number one as a joke," and they listened to. It, they're like, "It's not bad." And I listened to it. and I go, "This is fantastic. It sounds like every Bonnie James album from 1993 on." <laughs> it, it I can't say I've listened to a lot of Boney James, so I don't there's know what literally that like, nothing new to it. It's yeah. just Boney James at his finest, and for some reason, it went number one. I, I mean, I don't know. The charts are weird these days. People don't buy a lot of albums, so yeah. So it's uh, yeah. but good for Boney. Maybe it's because the it. people who still buy albums are type of people who would listen to Boney Our James. Old, you can say it, old people. I, I mean, not old people, but like, you know, Gen X, certainly. Cool people, you were going cool to say. People. Cool, smooth people. <laughs> smooth yeah, people. Sm- Buying albums is smooth. It's way, it's so smooth, it's smooth with a V. Spotify ain't smooth. No. <laughs> title ain't smooth. <laughs> T- title. <laughs> no one listens to title. Yeah. Title is, a, is, title is the Betamax of, of uh, streaming services. It really like, is. Like, there's, there's, you know, three out of a hundred people are like, ah, oh, it's technically, the it's better sound quality. It's better <laughs> audio quality, more bits per bar, so therefore it's better. No one cares. No one cares. No. Okay, I don't know good. one person who listens to... Uh, title. I don't know anyone. And I know one person mm-hmm. who doesn't listen to Spotify and it's just uh, Apple Music. Sure. And look, we're not sponsored. I'm not... I, I don't have a beef with title. No, no, not at all. It's just funny. But it is that thing of how, like, yes, technically Betamax had a higher quality image. Like, it was a better... Yeah. Thing. It was better than VHS, objectively, in terms of quality. But, like, the world made its choice. The world made its choice, yeah. and by world, we mean the porn industry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. We could get into the whole history of VHS versus Betamax. <laughs> yeah, I could talk but, about that Well, forever. you could also go, if you want to take porn out of it, it's like, remember when Blu-ray was only half the story, and the other half was HD DVD? Oh, no, I don't remember until you just said it. You don't remember it. that? Yeah. I vaguely, so, Some movies yeah. came out on Blu-ray, and then there was HD dvd and then eventually the industry decided it's going to be blu-ray yeah you have no choice we have spoken right and so title continues to exist but yeah uh, 
Like you said, I don't know. No, I don't know. A soul. Yeah. Uh, okay, now it's time for a listener mailbag. Ooh. Haven't gotten mail in a while. We got something yeah. from Uncle Mark. Hey, all right, Uncle Mark. Been a long time. Mark and, actually, we had a few emails from Uncle Mark. I just hadn't checked the email in a while. Oh, Sorry, okay. Uncle Mark. There you go. He had sent us some, some YouTube videos, but uh, he responded to our last episode when we talked about songs that get us hyphy. No way. Yes, and he sent us his five. Oh, I, this will be fascinating to hear what he gets. Yeah, I'm gonna head. go. I'm gonna. I'll go through. He he sent them in no particular order, so I'll just read them in the order that he sent them. So the first one is "Fat Lenny" by Ween from their first Don't album. From their first album, "God Ween Satan: The Oneness." Okay, and of course, Uncle Mark is is responsible for getting me into Ween. I've talked about that before. He bought and me their in- he bought me their chocolate and cheese album for Christmas when I was like fourteen or fifteen, and he's been into so they- Ween. Since the beginning. So then he indirectly got me into Ween then. Yeah. Because you got you, me into yes. Ween. You selectively like Ween. But yeah. you still like Ween. Yes. Yeah. Uncle, Interesting. Uh, Ween is, is, yeah, Ween's always been part of uh, Uncle Mark for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <he's laughs> uh, so Fat Lenny. Number two, I think you know, Monkey Man by the Rolling Stones. From no, Let It Bleed. No joke. Mm-hmm. My, uh... My favorite Stone song. I mean, it's it's definitely one of my top favorites too. That's yeah, a great song. That is, it's a great song. Not just because of its use in Goodfellas, although it is used excellently. In yes, yeah. but it's it's a that that intro is killer. I mean, Let It Bleed is is just, Let It Bleed is probably my favorite Stone album. Stone okay, album. that's just that great. Mo- Monkey Man's and killer. If you if you like Monkey Man, try the whole of Let It Bleed. Okay, you I might surprise yourself. Yeah. You're on record as liking the Stones, though. Yeah. Number three, Adam Raised a Cane by Bruce Springsteen from Darkness on the Edge of Town. Interesting. I would never... Pretty decent rocker. I'm surprised. I've never known Uncle Mark to be a Bruce Springsteen fan. I don't know if he is a Springsteen fan in general, but that was Mm -hmm. his, his third song that gets him hyped. I don't associate Bruce Springsteen with hyphy music, but okay. I mean, he's got some, you know, you know, my favorite uh, Springsteen song, and you know, I'm lukewarm on Springsteen, but I always yeah. get psyched when uh, what is it, Rosalita, Rosalia? Oh, okay, okay, just like his first hit. That one's a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, next from Uncle Mark, "Blood of the Ram" by the Gourds from the album the same name, two thousand four. I feel like I know that name, but maybe I only know it from you. I know the Gourds a little bit because Uncle Mark has given me a couple of their albums in the past. Okay. Here's the reason you might know the Gourds and why I first heard of them. Because 20 years ago, when Napster was a thing, uh, if I don't know if you ever used Napster. No, but you would, I didn't. But you would download music, and then you could pretty much label it however you wanted. Mm-hmm. And there were certain songs that people seemed to mislabel on purpose. So there was hmm. this this one track because I, I remember very clearly uh, my my first semester in college. This one track everybody was downloading, and it was a like a bluegrass country cover of Gin and Juice. 
<laughs> by f- yeah by fish. Oh, except it wasn't really fish; it was just labeled as fish. Oh, okay, right? interesting. It was like people would mislabel it to sort of get it to go viral before we called things viral. So everyone oh, okay. was dumb. It didn't. I don't know. Like oh, people are dumb. Everyone seemed to believe it was fish. Did you hear fish? Dude, this gin and juice. Co- it doesn't sound anything like fish. It's actually the gourds. Oh, oh, good for them. Yeah. So they Smart. do. A, they do a fun bluegrass covers of uh, of gin and juice. It's sort of like a novelty okay. song. They're better than a novelty act, but I mm. remember that spreading around campus. I'm just listening Ooh. to it, being like, I didn't know who it was, but I'm like, that's not fish. <laughs> it's like, that's a hundred percent not them. Yeah, uh, but it got people to. I also remember uh, stuck in the middle with you being labeled a Bob Dylan song. Oh, that's yeah. funny. No, it's much better than a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Okay. And finally, <laughs> uh, Uncle Mark's last song that gets him hyped: "Hand on the Pump" by Cypress Hill. Oh, from their fuck yeah. self-titled debut in 1991. Fuck yeah. Another surprise choice. News to me that Uncle Mark is into Cypress Hill, but I'm fully on board with it because Cypress Hill rules. Cypress Hill, that's a great song. Well done. Have we never talked about Cypress Hill? Uh, Have they never come up? Not not in a video. (laughs) I have one lined up for whenever we get back to getting together personally. I do have one lined up. Oh, video? Okay. Yeah. I remember being a young lad and seeing the video for Insane and Brain. Oh, all their stuff is great. Yeah. Love them. Uh, and, and that's the five songs that got Uncle Mark hyped. Great choices. The only I mean, one I didn't know is uh, Blood of the Ram. But here for the Cypress Hill, that's well. And Monkey Man. That's great. Yeah, Monkey Man's a classic. Monkey Man's great. Yeah. But now it's time for Don't At Me. Okay, Don't At Me is the part of the episode when Kirk and I each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music, but we don't care about your opinion, so don't at us. Don't. Uh, do you want to go first or second? Um, I'll go first. Okay, take it away. James Taylor's Your Smiling Face is the hardest soft rock song ever. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> it's actually funky. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't think I know that song. I'm just laughing at the idea of James Taylor being hard on any level. Yeah. Um, listen to it after the after we record because you'll be like, oh, I know this song. It's uh, it's kind of rock and funky. It's weird. It's a it's a great song. I don't hate James Taylor that much. I do because. I should hate James Taylor more, yeah. but there were several girlfriends in high school who liked James Taylor, so it has a fondness for me. Okay. Um, but I legit really like your smiley face. Yeah. It's it's as hard as a soft rock song can go. I like one James Taylor song. Is it, a, is it a hit? Of a sort. It's it's it, Jellyman Kelly, the song that he did on Sesame Street. <laughs> That's very Paul. Like, there's a lot of people who know that song. I don't think it ever charted, but <laughs> but it should have. Yeah. 
Sesame Street makes anyone good, even James Taylor. Even even James Taylor. But yeah, check out your smile on the face. It's it's I mean, it's undeniably a soft rock song. But you'll hear it and you're like, oh wow, there's like a definitive grooving bass line to it. I'm just I'm expecting like a real stanky funk bass, like Bootsy <laughs> Collins style, like <laughs> it's it's uh Bootsy Collins yeah. with the calorie free. <laughs> And then at the end of the song, James goes, it's on the one, baby. <laughs> I wish he did that. It would be so ridiculous. You'd be like, what are you doing, James? How much cocaine have you had? A lot. My understanding is that James Taylor, for be- even being the blandest man alive, did a lot of cocaine. because yeah. it was. The he seven. loves his sugar bugger. There's no defending that mustache otherwise. <laughs> that's right. You had to be on coke to have that mustache. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's my don't at me. Okay, here's mine. Stone Temple Pilots is better than Alice in Chains. Don't at me. Yes, 100%. Can't even, uh, not even close. Agree. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. few people who like music, very few rock critics would, I don't think that they're like huge Alice in Chains. But I feel like Alice in Chains gets taken somewhat seriously. And Stone yes. Temple Pilots gets taken not seriously at all by anyone. But yeah. I never Stone liked Tem- Alice in Chains, and I have a, a soft spot for Stone Temple Pilots. Alice in Chains is very dirgy to me. Yeah. Like, it's very plotting, yeah. where Stone Temple Pilots at least has some pretense of hard rock pop music. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were grunge because they were, you know, second wave, and they were latching onto a, a trend. Yeah. Which is why... I, People think they're illegitimate, but they were always a little bit more like glam rock than yeah. other quote unquote grunge bands. But yeah, especially a little later. Here's the order It's Nirvana, who's better than Soundgarden. Soundgarden's better than Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots is better than Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains is better than Pearl Jam. It's fascinating that you put Pearl Jam at the bottom. I don't disagree. I know that you hate Pearl Jam. I also hate Pearl Jam. We bonded on that early. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Very true. We both. I, Very true. Even even at the height of me being into like grunge, I, I've never liked Pearl Jam. I yeah, really don't. Yeah, um, and they're so revered. Yeah, I don't hate Alice in Chains. I never got into okay. them, but I don't hate them. Yeah, and so you know, Rooster and Man in a Box. Those those songs will come on. I'll listen to them. They're good. But uh, but Pearl Jam is an automatic turn off the radio, change the channel. <laughs> I agree. No. What are your feelings on Temple of the Dog? Uh, that one song is fine. <laughs> Hungry? Oh, boy. Right, yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, well, because you got Chris Cornell on there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's doing the vocals, yeah. Yeah, he's got great. He's the Freddie Mercury of grunge. He's a great singer. Ooh, well said. Well said. <laughs> I've never heard that. Holy God, that was great. Yeah, he had great pipes, that guy. Yeah. Um, but that's it for Don't At Me. So now it's time for Top Fives. Top yeah. Fives is the, the new segment we're doing the, during the pandemic when we can't do our normal show format. So for Top Fives, every episode, Kirk and I choose some topic, and then we each say our Top Five list for that topic. And yes. last time we did Songs That Get Us Hyphy. So this time we're going to other way with it. <laughs> yeah. Songs that smooth us out. Yeah. Five 
top five chill songs. Chill songs. Not necessarily smooth jazz. We've done a smooth jazz episode. Go into the archives. It's still there. You can listen to our smooth jazz episode. The songs themselves may not be smooth, but they smooth us out. Yes. And it's interesting because... When you when you pitched this and I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I had to like restrain myself because I have so much of it that I was like, okay, don't do all smooth jazz. And then for one brief moment, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do all Sade. <laughs> Your top five Sade song. <laughs> it would just be all Sade. Yeah. And I was like, nope, can't do that. So my top five is mixed. There is one quote-unquote smooth jazz but it's a little proto smooth jazz and they're um all instrumental oh okay i i didn't consciously go that way but like i'd started with like three and they're all instrumental i was like oh let me just let's just do all instrumental so all of mine are instrumental none of mine are wait no one of oh. mine is uh, but yeah, mine. I uh, this was harder for me too because I, I listen to music to really to relax much more than I listen to music to get amped. So this one yeah. was hard for me because it was tough to narrow down to just five. I'm wondering if one song is on there that we both have, and I'll be interested to see if it's there. I doubt it, but but okay, uh, all right. The... I'm then gonna say one of the songs I picked. You're gonna be mad that you didn't select. Okay. I'll, I'll kick it off, though, because my number five song is something that I've talked about before, and I just have to get mm-hmm. it out of the way, because we've covered it thoroughly. It's Only Shallow by My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> from the I Loveless have. album. Yeah, we That's talked right. about that on, the, on our guitar episode. Yes, yes. Because it's a, it's a very loud, very guitar song. Yes. But I find it very meditative. If I'm not mistaken, you even said it's one of those songs like you will just lie down in the dark and let it kind of just wash all over you. Exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't fall asleep to it because it is loud, but it definitely smooths me out. Oh, wow. I forgot about that one. What episode was that? That was fairly recent. Guitar. I don't remember what number it was. I mean, time doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> exactly. In 2020, there's no such thing as time or like months. What is that? <laughs> it's a construct. Um, but it was it was sometime in the last six months to 20 years. <laughs> yeah. When we did it's that about episode. right. Yeah. 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 Closer to the 20 years. Pretty sure it was this century that we did. Definitely the, the century. Of music uh, that's uh, right, because I remember going, wow, that's like, I remember not hating the song, but just thinking it odd that this, like, washes over you in a very chill way. Right. Because it's loud. Yeah, it's definitely loud. It's definitely loud, but it's not, like, aggressive. And it is, um, it is like a wall of sound. It's almost like, it is a wall of I sound. I can, like, get into a, like, a trance state to it, you know? I can see you as Paul doing that. Yeah. Uh, as that's 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 kind of how you use the song. So yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Um, my number five, you, I'm not. You might know the band. You'll know the song, mm-hmm. but not by its name. It's just if you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh, I know this." Do you know the band Air? Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. that the French band. The French band, yes. Yeah. So uh, I chose for number five, Airs La Femme d'Argent. Okay. Wait, I, I might which, know it, but I don't by name because of the first You don't by name. It's an instrumental. You'll know it because it starts off with the bass line. And the, the, the whole song is really very bass line heavy. Yeah. And it's one of those, if you've ever seen a makeup commercial in the last 10 years. <laughs> uh, or yeah. if you've ever happened to walk into a, a hotel lobby. Yeah. Uh, you have heard airs uh, La Femme d'Argent. They're sort of an ambient pop band. That's exactly what they are, which yeah. is why I like them because they are ambient. Sometimes ambient, I'm just like, okay, I can't even. But this, yeah, they it's have not like a, pure ambient where it's not quite yeah. even music. It's just sort of like you know, like sound. But but yes, yeah, they're that sort of chill. Yeah, I used to listen yeah, to air in college. Yeah, they're good stuff. Their whole album, I can't remember the album that this is off of, uh, but it's really good. And it is also one of those walking into a dimly lit hotel and they're just playing this in the background at the bar. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Air, I remember them. Very yeah. cool. It's a good name for them, too. It's a perfect name for a French pop ambient band. Yes. I have a vague memory of embarrassing myself. In conversation because I I was talking about air but I called them air supply. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I love air supply. They rule. <laughs> but you're not far off. Oh <laughs> uh, no, the difference is huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, air supply had bigger hits. Uh, okay, my number four. I'm sure you know, and I'm curious mm-hmm. to know if you hate this song. All right. It's from 1988, and it's a cover of The Velvet Underground's Sweet Jane by the Cowboy Junkies. I love that song. It is great. Yes, love that song. Yes, I mean, it's been a radio, st- an alternative radio staple for 30 plus years. Yes. I never get sick of it. Yes. Um, it's Lou Reed's favorite version of that song. Oh, interesting. He said so. A lot of people dunk on it, like yeah. an underground fan. I, I, I heard that song on the radio all the time for years and years and years before I ever listened to other Cowboys Junkies music. And it's mm-hmm. all like that. It's all like whispery, sort of cunt, alt-country. And I love the, the band on the whole now, but it's still the, the, the introduction to them for me was Sweet Jane. It's so That's interesting because... I, I I knew the song Sweet Jane and then when the Cowboy Junkies song came out I was like oh this is great it's just as as faithful to it in tone yeah. and then I never listened to Cowboy Junkies again because I assumed that that was just a one off that they didn't really sound like that they so do. that's interesting that they do oh interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, it is it's based on I mean the, the original Sweet Jane on Loaded is more of a rocker but their mm-hmm. version is a cover of a of a different arrangement that the Velvets did on like a live album. So like the oh. extra verse and stuff is is a, a verse that Lou wrote for the song that you can find on other versions of that song that the Velvet Underground recorded. So it is a faithful sort of slower cover mm-hmm. that even the Velvets did. I may know that cover better than the original then now that you speak on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I think so because that's how I, I think that's probably like how it's playing in my head right now is definitely the Cowboy Junkies and not yeah. the uh, Velvet Underground. 
But it's, I mean, it's a heroin song. Because it's all about what underground songs are. <laughs> Is heroin, it? right? But it also, like, it sounds, I've never done heroin. I'm not a drug user. But it sounds like what I imagine being on heroin is like i think so just i mean floaty relaxing sort of sad yeah but mostly kind of blissful yeah sensation yeah Yeah. deadly and blissful yeah that's absolutely that's 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 also very paul my number four is very me um you know the artist if you don't know the song. It's my one smooth jazz on here. Grover Washington Jr.'s Wine Light off the album Wine Light. That's, yes. that's the one with just the two of us on it, right? That is just the two of us. Uh, it also has uh, Let It Flow, the song dedicated to Dr. J, uh, mm-hmm. which is also good. But Wine Light itself, that's probably the smoothest and chillest song on the album. And, I mean, uh, it, which is an icon of of smooth jazz. Oh, it is. Uh, 1980. Uh, again, uh, I've set that up before. The cover is a very, very pale light mm-hmm. saxophone with a little glass of Chablis yeah. in front of it. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's that's chill. <laughs> it's the perfect album for cutting some lines on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cut some lines. You drink some Chablis. Mm-hmm. And you just uh, listen to little Grover Washington as he takes you away. Um, I was listening yeah. to Grover Washington earlier today mm-hmm. on K-Jazz. They were playing just the two of us. Ah, oh, K-Jazz is good. K-Jazz is pretty good. I enjoy it. That's our jazz station here in L.A. It's a good, yes. it's a good station. Solid, solid station. Uh, just as a side note, though, every Sunday they'll have a Sinatra morning, and that Sinatra morning is like four hours long. And I'm like, okay. Oh. Come on, maybe three, but I'm still like, I don't need three hours of Sinatra, guys. They're just biting the Beatles breakfast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Everyone did the Beatles breakfast. I guess it's Sunday Sinatra. Right, because like, you're not going to yeah. do the Beatles on the jazz station. But... No, that's that's kooky talk. <laughs> uh, but that's my number four. Okay. Uh, my number three is by one of my favorite artists who I'm not sure if we've ever talked about. And I wonder if you know him and have any opinions. He is Rufus Wainwright. Uh, I know the, uh, the 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 reputation. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of of Loudon Wainwright and Rufus Wainwright. And the song oh, are they I, brothers? No, father and son. Oh, I didn't even know that. Holy shit! Yeah, Had and no then there's idea. Martha Wainwright, who's Rufus's sister, and Kate McGarrel, Kate McGarrigal from the McGarrigal Sisters, who was Loudon's wife and is the mother to Rufus and Martha. Oh shit! And then Loudon remarried one of the Roaches. Oh my you know god! The and then they had I a know daughter, the Roaches, yeah. Lucy Roach, who's also a musician. So that whole family is just a family of musicians. wow. Yeah. That's a lineage, and they all write songs about each other. <laughs> Do they really? It's a very, very fraught relationships they have. Wow! Oh boy! But um, so the song I chose by Rufus is is called "Want," which is from his album. Mm-hmm want one from 2003 and it's it's not like a hit or a single it's an album cut but the reason Mm -hmm. i picked that one i love that whole album i bought it when it came out but i picked that one because uh the summer after i finished college rufus played the um newport folk festival in newport okay and my friend diana and i were big rufus wainwright fans so we went 
to the folk festival specifically to see Rufus. Oh, okay. And he, I just, I have a very distinct memory of him doing that song during his set. And we were just sort of like, uh, you know, laying down on a picnic blanket on the grass, you know, at the venue because it's out, it was outdoors. Mm -hmm. And like, it was a beautiful day. And we were just sort of looking up at the sky. And he was playing this very mellow sort of acoustic song. And that was the song that stood out from the set. Like, that's my memory from that day. Oh, okay. It was just sort of blissing out at Fort yeah. Adams at the Folk Festival listening to Rufus sing Want live. So, oh, nice. So that's, that's a good image. So that's the song I picked. It was a very nice day. And then the big headliner for the whole festival was coming on right after Rufus, and it was Wilco, and I hate Wilco. So we just booked it out of there and beat the track. <laughs> Everyone so like, just like oh. rushed because Wilco was coming on next, and we were like, well, Rufus is done. You want to get out of here? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, let's bounce. Yeah, and then you didn't have to deal with that, you know, that endless traffic leaving a big. Yeah, you you won the night. Yeah, it was it was real good. I think I mentioned that day before talking about Joan Osborne because Joan Osborne played. Yes, yes. Who's famous yes. for her sort of one hit wonder? What if God was one of us? Yes, which is a terrible song. I made even more terrible because Prince covered it and made it worse. Shockingly. Oh really. Maybe yeah, that. yeah, but but so Joan Osborne played that day. We weren't like going to pay attention to her, but guess what? She fucking is awesome. She can sing, and I heard she's good live too. Yeah, so. that like that song is dumb, but we watched her set, and she was awesome. She was great. Is as a side note, yeah. is the folk festival around the same time as the Newport Jazz Festival, or is it different times? I don't. When is the jazz? The, the folk festival is always in like August. I'm not sure when the jazz festival Oh, okay. Is. Okay. But yeah, they're both annual. They're both. Yeah, I didn't know if they coincided at all or anything. No, they don't coincide, but they might They might both be summer things. I'm not sure when the jazz festival okay. happens. Go ahead, Newport. Yeah. All right. My number three, I know you know this song mm-hmm. because you grabbed it not too long ago. Um, uh-huh. And I knew of the song before you grammed it, and I was like, "That's the name of the song," because I had heard it on a Spotify chill playlist, huh. just random uh-huh. that the algorithm gave me, and I loved it. And I could never remember the name or figure out what it was. And then one day I saw on your Instagram, you grammed about. It. I was like, "Holy fuck, that's the name of the artist and song." Okay, the You're song. Welcome. You're, so you know, legit. Thank you. Yeah, it's damn fine coffee. Oh by, yeah, yeah. By I, I think it, the guy goes by it's M T B R D, but I think he says it's pronounced Meat Bird. Meat Bird. Okay. Meat Bird. Yeah. Meat Bird, and it's damn fine coffee. Uh-huh. Which for those who don't know, it's literally the song is genius. It's a funky. Slightly remixed Sweet Thing by Shaka Khan and then sampled uh, dialogue of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Which yes. I don't like Twin Peaks, but the song is killer. Of, why, of course you don't like Twin Peaks. Of <laughs> no, course you don't. don't like Because it's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like stuff It's like funny that. because you, you've talked about how much you love that sort of lo-fi hip hop yeah. that chill hop sort of thing. yeah and that's just like a random track 
on one of many, many compilations of that kind of music that I found just because I was looking for songs with coffee in the title to fill out a breakfast-themed playlist that I was making. Yeah. So I didn't even know that song. Like, that, this was an occasion where I was making a themed playlist and I didn't have a song about coffee that fit the vibe I was going for. And so I was just sort of like, I just typed coffee into Spotify and found that and then loved it. And like yeah. put it on a bunch of playlists that I made for myself. Ugh. And it's so funny that of all the billions of lo-fi hip-hop songs in the world, you latched on to one of the same ones that I found. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I love that song. I think if I'm not mistaken, and there's many other ones, uh, it was mm-hmm. it was a playlist called Butta. Okay. Uh, and and it was one that I just played at work continually, continually. And they got tired of it and then couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but what is that? And I kind of knew it was a Twin Peaks song. And I was like, what's the coffee song? And I could never really find it. And then yeah. one day on your Instagram, I was like, it's damn fine coffee. That's such a, a crazy coincidence that, that, that yeah. happened. Because it comes from, as far as I know, other than the playlist that you found, you know, there are a couple, there are one or two YouTube channels that are like the most popular sources of this music that just play live lo-fi instrumental hip-hop chill hop mm-hmm. beats all day yes and yeah. one of them at least one of them um puts out a quarterly compilation oh like every like uh, they'll put out a winter spring summer and fall compilation every year of you know sort of like a best of and the, the, the one that I found, uh, the, the meat bird, <laughs> the, uh, meat bird. the copy, I guess you would say, of the song that I found was on one of those compilations. Oh, my God. So I, go. It's just – it's genius. It's genius. It's and I probably would have just given up and never tried to find it again until, yeah. you sh- until I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even know so. the, the Shaka Khan song that it chopped up. What was that song again? Sweet Thing. Sweet Thing by Shaka yeah. And of course, Kyle, you know, samples of Kyle McLaughlin saying, that's a damn fine cup of coffee. Which that him speaking it is also real soothing, too. And I don't mm-hmm. drink coffee, but every time I hear it, I go, oh, I should have some coffee. The most soothing part is a clip of him. I mean, that's the famous scene is when he's at the diner and he mm-hmm. orders like hot black coffee. And that's a yeah. damn fine cup of coffee. But that's not my favorite part of the song. My favorite part of the song is later they sample... And like another part of another episode when he's talking to Sheriff Harry S. Truman. Yes. I'm going to tell you a little secret. Yes. Once a day, give yourself a present. It could be anything. It could be this or that. Or a nice cup of hot black coffee. And every time I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I could go for a cup of hot black. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. So soothing that yes. him speaking it with that Chaka Khan uh, groove in the back is really, really just chills me out. Yeah, for a while, like a lot of people, I used to listen to that those YouTube channels mm-hmm. as background music for when I'd work, you know, because it is mm-hmm. it is sort of ambient. It is great, like just background music. Yeah, but I found it to be too relaxing, and I would start like nodding off when I was supposed to be <laughs> productive. Like, Shit, I got. Yeah, I gotta, it's too gotta chill. Get off this. It's too chill. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. 
okay, my number two, I doubt you know, but I had to talk about it. It's a song by the band Real Estate, and it's called Had to Hear from their album Atlas. Don't know anything about it, but I like the name of a band called Real Estate. Real Estate, yeah, they're a real, they're just like an indie band who I like a lot. Mm-hmm. This song in particular is, is, I, I mean, almost definitely my most listened to song of the past five or even ten years. And the reason wow. I know that is because, again, at the end of every year, Spotify generates these lists for you uh, and uh, uh, of your basically of your listening habits so it mm-hmm. will tell you like who what artists you listen to the most what genres you listen to the most all these stats of your listening habits and it will give you like your top 100 most played songs mm-hmm. and had to hear was my most played song of 20 16 Mm -hmm. and a live version of had to hear was my most played song of 2017 god and both were in my top 10 in 2018 holy shit paul yeah so that's it's just a song that i love and i listen to it a lot because it it fucking smooths me out man do you listen to the rest of their uh, yes. catalog? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. But, but that one in is particular. Is it similar? Yeah. That's just my favorite okay. song of theirs. Okay. Yeah, it was a single from their album Alice. That's a, All right. That's, uh, that's one of my favorites. White Light is another good one that I listen to a lot. But yeah, Real Estate is a band that I listen to a lot. They're very yeah, relaxing apparently, overall. Apparently so. Yeah. I love that name, Real Estate. Yeah. Um, my number two, you know, uh, I almost put it at number one because it is beyond chill. Okay. Uh, it's Cool in the Gang's Summer Madness. Do which I know that we song? had, yeah, you know it because okay. it's sampled by Summertime by, uh, oh, uh yes. the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Except, uh, they speed it up in that one. So in the, uh, in the original, it's so mellow. It is beyond mellow and it's an instrumental. I played it once. They were on Soul Train, and, and I played it as a Soul Train okay. clip for. That's why the title maybe sounded it was familiar. A fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it it has been around. It's early. I think it's maybe like seventy three or seventy four. So it was before like Celebration. It was before they hit mm-hmm. real, real big. Even a little bit before like Jungle Boogie and Hollywood Swing. And yeah, and it's. It's been in my life forever because in Cleveland, in the R&B stations on the radio, that would be the intro to the quiet storm that was about to happen. So like the quiet storms, like 8 to eight to 12, 8 to midnight's the quiet storm hour. Uh-huh. And it was like Jeffrey Charles, the quiet storm. <laughs> Just this big, long interlude of like, here's what I'll be playing tonight. Yeah. And that hey, Capricorns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his. Like, thank you. Yes, it was his bed music as he's talking about what Capricorns are feeling, you know, because it was the seventies, <laughs> and that whole song would play in the background. Yeah, is Cool and, in the Gang uh, from Ohio? No, they no. are. I know a lot not, of funk I bands can, are, but I'm not sure what. A lot of funk are from. Uh, they're from Dayton. Yeah, Dayton's got a crazy uh, funk uh, history. But yeah. uh, no, Cool Nang Gang is not. I can't remember where they're from. I wanted to say Jersey, but I don't think that's correct. 
Um, but yeah, it's just one of those songs that's been around forever and is so just like, it's so slow. It almost just like puts you, makes you catatonic. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good stuff. So that's my, uh, that's my number two. It's funny that you're, that, that you would bring up a, a song that served as intro music for a radio program. Cause my number one is also that. Oh, synergy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a song called Peace, which is sort of a jazz standard. It's originally by Horace Silver. But the version I'm talking about is a piano. No, it's not a piano song. It's just that Tommy Flanagan is a piano player. But it's an, it's a, it's an instrumental version of the song Peace by Tommy Flanagan. I know uh, the name is, Tommy Flanagan. Yeah, he was a jazz pianist. Yeah. It's from his album Something Borrowed, Something Blue from 1978. And mm-hmm. the reason I know this song very well is because my dad was a jazz fan. And uh, there was a, a particular jazz program on WGBH public radio out of Boston uh, called Eric in the Evening. back in the day and Eric in the evening I think he's still a going concern but it's only on weekends or something like that but Mm. Eric in the week Eric Eric uh, Eric in the evening would start every show by playing Peace by Tommy Flanagan so it's one of those things where I don't have a specific memory of hearing it it's just sort of like woven into the tapestry of my brain makeup because I must have heard it like on a nightly basis when I was yes like, not a conscious human being, but making memories. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're like your first memory is being formed, and that yes. just happened to be in the background. S- yes, so it's almost like it's it smooths me out in a very primal way because it, yes. it reminds me of memories I don't even remember having. It goes so far yes. back. Um, and I don't even, I, I also don't remember because I wouldn't have known then what its title was or who yeah. it was. But I'm sure there was a time later where my father must have been like playing that album and I heard it and had like a Pavlovian response and been like, wait, what is this? How come I know this? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and him letting me know like, oh, this is the song from Eric and and, like explaining to me why I knew it. Um, Yeah, it's bred in your bone. Right. But ever since I found out what it was, I'll just go to it to smooth myself out. It's not smooth jazz. Yeah. But it is very, it's well titled. It's, it's. A very peaceful, very relaxing song. Highly relaxing. All right. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. I'm going to have to definitely check that one out. My number one is the one I was like, oh, maybe Paul's going to have, because I know you love it. (laughs) Maputo. We've talked about it. Close. Okay. (laughs) Angela by Bob James. Ah. I mean, you're so right. I'm kicking myself that it's not my number that's one. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's – I put it at number one going, I wonder if Paul's going to have this. I I mean, yeah. It should be on mine. It should be on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. so good. And we've talked about it at, uh, endlessly. But it is. It's that like it's, – it's a, it's a rainy day. I'm on the couch. Mm-hmm. I might be reading. I might be napping. I might just be staring at a wall, but not unhappily. Yeah. As I listen to this song, it's so it's so chill. It does pick up and get a little bit more upbeat after the first minute or so. But it does. But even at that level, yeah. 
specifically the part that they use for the taxi the yes. theme song for the sitcom taxi. Yeah. And, yes. and for me, it's not just the music, although I use, I, I, it can be just the music. And I used to fall asleep listening to Touchdown. Yeah, the, great album. The, album. the album that it's on. But the combination of that song and just like watch it, because the whole opening credits to Taxi is just, it's like a dash cam, is it, right? Mm-hmm. That they shot driving down the brooklyn bridge so you're just seeing this car drive down the brooklyn bridge Mm -hmm. and you're listening to angela by bob james and it's just like they're throwing the names of the cast at you yeah by one and just watching the car drive and like sort of the rhythmic you know driving down a bridge and listening to this chill ass smooth (laughs) jazz yeah is just hypnotic and tranquil and fantastic it really is it really is and it it, it it's also for me because of the time you know i was like eight or nine when that uh album came out and the and the tv show when i was like 10 and uh yeah so it, it's it, it's just bred in me and it's yeah. just one of those songs that is nostalgic and chill and you don't want to do anything to it uh yeah so that's my number one it's so do you funny. know why I it's, for sure. do you know why it's called angela no, and you told me, and I've completely forgotten why. So now you have to explain it again. Did I tell? Did I tell the story on our on our TV themes episode? I might have. I think you did, so, but we need to hear it again. There's an episode. It was written for the show, right? And there's a, yes, there's an episode. It's like the third episode of the series ever. It's very early on in the first season, and the plot of the episode is Bobby. This is a little. This is very dated. Because before there were answering machines, I guess there were answering services. Where like Oh, I guess there were yeah. Like back in the day, like a live person would take your messages for you and mm-hmm. then you would call them and they would give you your messages, right? That was yeah. a thing that they did back in the day. Yeah, I think like, in the same answering said, service. Yeah. So the plot of this episode is Bobby, who's like the actor, has like this this girl for his answering service who's got who's like really charming and has like a cute voice and he really likes her and then somehow um alex judd hirsch like ends up talking to bobby's answering service girl because he uses her too and he like gets a crush on her and asks her out yes and then it turns out she's like fat and unattractive right and so this (laughs) is this thing where like he really likes her because they have all this chemistry but everyone's like dunking on him because she's not hot or whatever. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. the that's the sitcom-y episode. But her name's yes. her name's Angela. And Bob James right. didn't write that song to be the theme song. He wrote it as like incidental music or something, and he named it after this episode and this character. But then Jim Brooks or whoever uh, on Taxi was like, no, 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 that's the theme song. Like that's he wrote one of the other songs on Touchdown was supposed to be okay. the theme song, but then someone said like, "No, that's it. It's good. We're going to use Angela as the theme song." Uh, it's so smart, so yeah. smart. So it's just yeah. named after a one-off character from one of the first season episodes. Fucking genius! Yep. Well done, Bob James and Taxi. Yes, yeah. and I'm glad we we ended on that one because I'm so stupid for forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Harbor that all night long. Although it's in my brain, it sits in a similar place as as Peace by Tommy Flanagan. Because yeah, 
My my grandparents watching Taxi while babysitting us while I was very young is another very early memory. Yeah, so that's so, that's inside you too as well. So yeah. no, it makes sense. Both it very deep seated jazz <laughs> tunes for me. Definitely. Yeah, but you picked the right one, man. Good oh, stuff. Good. good stuff. Thank God, because if you hadn't picked it and I thought of it later, I would have had to keep yeah, it. Then, and then I'd be mad, and then my yeah. night would be ruined. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, those are our those are our songs that smooth us out. So if you yeah, man. listening are agitated, and who isn't these days? Because we're all stuck exactly. at home, and there's a pandemic, and everything's crumbling around us. Then, yes, uh, listen to one or some or all of these songs. Yeah, and just it chill. Gets, just get smoothed out. Yeah, man. But that's it for the pandemic episode. Yeah, bye. We did it. Bye.